to this week's episode of Dum Dum Die, an all-female, all-awesome D&D 5th edition homebrew podcast and interactive Twitch stream. My name is Carla and I am the GM usually, but today we're just chatting because unfortunately we are down a player as they are still taking a long rest and trying to feel better. Before we jump into introductions, we just want to say a huge thank you and welcome to Donovan. Welcome! Also, Donovan has subscribed for 12 months, so after your introductions nearly on Wednesday, we are going to do a subscriber dance. So prepare yourself. Hi, I'm Wednesday LaFay, and I usually play Lauren Skyvale, the Azamar Paladin. And today I am streaming live from the city of Edinburgh in Scotland. Hi guys, I'm Nelly. I normally play Kiri Nightingale, half elf sorcerer. Today I'm here just chatting, and I have a horse that is not so well so if you hear anything it's probably the horse not me maybe me i don't know we'll see so for donovan we're gonna have a subscriber dance party thank you for subscribing for 12 thank you for subscribing for 12 12, 12, 12, 12. So today we're going to just have some chats. I was thinking we could chat about some GM tips, but also Nelly came up with a really cool thing. Please also chat, get involved in said chat and let us know your thoughts on the topics as well. Okay, so I was thinking, how about we chat about our characters that we play right now, and but in our world scenarios so what would Lauren do if he was told to go to the grocery store you know how animes always have like that beach episode what would Kira do if I'll know we had a beach episode so the fan service filler episodes yeah it's a, it's a fan service one of those but like That's they don't know cool. it's fan service so who knows they might just be awkward in their armor or something <laughs> I feel attacked it was directed <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine what you guys would be like on Zoom. I feel like Lauren would always be that one who's like in the camera like this. And he's like, yeah, hi guys, yeah. how are you? This booming voice because it's a serious meeting. The mics would always peak every five yeah. seconds. Yeah, I can imagine that. I think I can imagine Kira being one of those like very, like they'd be very focused on their backdrop. Like, so since she's a sorcerer, she'd probably have like all her scrolls in the background and making sure you can see all her accomplishments and all that stuff. And then she might try position like certain props just so, so you can see like, yes, I work. I have never left this office, but I, I do work. I know what the real world looks like. Yeah, the type who would be very uh, focused on their backdrop to make it look like they know what they're doing. And yeah. would probably be one of those like types who'd be like overly prepared. You're the person, and I can't judge this because I'm the person actually in real life. You're the person who starts that meeting five minutes before. That's me. That's me too. I'm always like, I need to make sure I've got my documents and everything works and clicky, clicky, clack. I feel like Kira would probably be the type who would um, be too pedantic, but like, we're going off, off topic. The agenda said these three things. Why are you talking about your, your, your pet whale who got, I don't know, lost or something along the way? I don't know. I feel like Kira would be very pedantic. I'm pedantic, but not that pedantic. I feel like Alara well, would also be very strict about agenda, though. He would mm. be like, and now we need to go on to item two. We can't go on to item seven. <laughs> we must go on to item two. Andrew Mach would be that person, and I have no judges because if I had cats, they would be doing this. The only reason my dogs don't do this is because they're too short. Where it's like cat butt, cat butt in oh, front yes. of camera. And then they'd be like, I'm so sorry, uh, I've been talking this whole time, but I've been muted. 100%. Said with so much love, but one of those people who are like, you're closing the meeting and you're like, cool, thanks guys. Thanks so much for being. And she's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'd just like to go back to point one 
and I just have some questions. We we discussed this thoroughly, and yes, you want to go back. Yes, I see that. Yeah, <laughs> I also think so Andromach would Andromach would have snacks for some reason. I imagine Andromach having snacks. They'd have the the, the video still on, but they'd mute themselves. But you see them snacking away. <laughs> At least she'd <laughs> mute. No, she would mute because she'd or think she's unmute. muted. Yes, yeah. I feel like if you were like, Lauren, you're typing in all caps, please stop doing that. Because oh you're shouting at people. You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, I didn't intend to shout at everyone. Then you wouldn't but just leave, you'd this... be completely silent. There would be like no interaction whatsoever because oh he no. would be too busy feeling ashamed of himself. Oh, so no. be able to see you because you'd be like so embarrassed. You'd just like, exactly, like, it would just wipe out the, the whole yeah. scene. I think it's good to have those moments and I think we all to maybe take ourselves a little bit too seriously. Hi folks, it's your friendly neighborhood guild sorcerer. I know this past year, well almost two years, has been really rough for everyone. But in light of what's been happening, I'm sure a lot of us have had time to reflect and think of what we need for ourselves. And that's where the conversation about mental health has become a lot more evident I know I've had some time, a lot more time, if possible, to actually think about my own mental health. So if you're out there thinking about how to level up, or if you're feeling a little bit stuck, or you think you just need to make a few more gold coins, maybe you need to speak to a counselor. But of course, we're still living in the situation, so physically seeing someone is still a bit scary. I know it scares me. So we can try an online platform, like our sponsor today, BetterHelp, that is Better H-E-L-P. So they've created a platform where they connect you with certified professional therapists from all over the world. So for example, say you have certain needs, like you may have a disorder that's a bit specialized, or you may need help with motivation. And in your area, you wouldn't find a specialist like that. If you go on an online platform like BetterHelp, they can connect you with the right person. Even if you have certain requirements, like it comes down to language, for example, or cultural preferences, even down to maybe your religion, they're more likely to actually get you connected with the right type of person. Like I said, I know I need some help. We all need some help, even when you know yourself quite well. I know my brain to an extent, and I know I need help, so maybe you guys could benefit from that too. So check out BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash ddd so let me repeat that for you guys again betterhelp.com slash lowercase ddd for dum dum die and you guys can get 10 percent off your first month try it out it might help you i know if it's been helping me shiraza says they just went to the discount supermarket which they think is something literally every player character ever can relate to can i get it cheaper actually dnd games always have filler episodes called okay. shopping we didn't do one I don't do almost, shopping. I thought we might do something when we were going to Draco Bell, but then it never happens. Yeah, I have yeah, an order fun. in my mind already. I'm like, I will have the, I don't know, the dragon light taco. I don't know. I had a, an order pre-made in my mind. So I thought like, yeah, we do a shopping episode. Yeah. One of the reasons why I don't do shopping as much is A, I'm not really great with pricing. Pricing in, in D&D is hard, man. What is the norm for how much gold do normal people have? Like, what do you class as middle class? And I also, like, I'm not really great with giving you guys money. (laughs) 
<laughs> because I'm not yeah. like you kill something and then you get money. I'm like, it's story, guys. You're not just going to get money. Like you don't poke a monster and money falls out. Look, I take that personally because you gave me money and then you take us it away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. I felt that was like a yeah. that was like a moral story. I was like, let me not talk about money. Just now, she might take my money too. Lauren worked very hard for that thirty-three point three three recurring. Yeah. Very That's hard. true. Yeah. Much. Based on that, I feel like a Lauren would be one of those people who pays only with coins because, you know, yeah. if there was magical EFTs, MFT, yeah. magical funds transfer, he'd be that person that you wait behind in line where he's like, yeah, one, exactly. two, yes. Yeah, oh because goodness. he needs to make sure and he needs to do it like three times. Yeah. yeah. Because his money matters to him a lot. But he wouldn't be a coupon person because that would, no. You, no, you know, people from Il Oranos are not coupon people. to come in with coupons. He also wouldn't buy things when they were on sale. Oh, because you must pay full you price. Not buy things on full sale because you need to pay for what you are buying. You you need to take its worth into account. Okay, so no haggling for you. No haggling, yeah. absolutely none. That's a serious shopper. Also, because he's super naive. So if somebody says this costs 100 gold, he would be like, yes, sir. And then try and roll insight to appraise it. It would be so cool if we could roll to appraise because sometimes I'm like, oh, is this a fair price? Because even if you fail the roll in real life, I think it's nice to just have that certainty that you're like, okay, I failed the roll. I think this is worth this price. And then you move on with your life. But like in yeah, real life, wondering. <laughs> yeah, in real life, you're like, mm, I'm going to pay this price. And then you pay it and then you go home and you're like, mm, yeah, for me in real life, I think depending where I am in the world, like, you know, some places culturally you're supposed to have that that back and forth, that could be kind of funny. Like, okay, I will give you 150, but it's actually worth one 500 or something like that. And then you can have the whole back and forth. It's kind of fun if the, if you, if the person buys into it. But other times I'm just like, you know what? I, I respect you. I can see you work hard. Let me just pay you a fair amount. Yeah. Although I'm thinking if Kira was in a, like a shopping scenario, like if Kira was told to go to a grocery store, she wouldn't know what to do because that's not something she does. The guild always provides her food and stuff. She would be confused like, so chickens don't just arrive. My meals don't just arrive. I have to go to an actual store. I think she'd be like very oh. disoriented if she had to go shopping. Lauren got that life experience. Yeah, that's in that true. Time that he, that in that time that he ran away, he got a lot yeah. of life experience. Yeah, because before Lauren was quite sheltered. And then yeah. once he got out in the world, at least he got to do like normal people oh. things. That's why money because is so important to him. Because now you actually see the value. Money is important to normal people. And he just yeah. wants to be a normal people. Kira would be shopping like a varsity student who you see has never been to the shops before, like with their parents. Like there'll be lots of snacks and then maybe like a lettuce and a two minute noodles. And then you look in the basket and you think like, okay, I can get the ice cream that you're going to eat by yourself. But like, what is your plan with the lettuce and the two minute noodles? Like, what is your plan? Put lettuce in your noodles. Maybe it's just an Asian thing, but cooked lettuce is very nice. Oh, I, I I didn't realize that was a thing until like, not, okay, not recently, but like maybe a couple of years ago. I was like, oh yeah, I I would never think to do that, but uh. yeah, you can put lettuce in your two minute noodles. Thank you, thank you very much. With those snacks oh. and the two minute noodles and the ice cream, it's it's a whole two course meal. Draza is she's mentioning that their character got three logs of delicious goat cheese for four dollars from that supermarket. Nice. 
I feel nice. like Kevin and Leo. So these are these are characters yes. that we uh. that we built as NPCs, but Chap loved, and we eventually shipped them together. I started it as a my cabbages references back to Avatar. His artisanal cabbages would be sold up like. Would a farmer's market in D&D be bougie or not? I think not. In El Oranos. In El Oranos, it would be bougie. Yeah. Because it is a sky city. So, like, yeah. farming in the sky is probably, like, exactly. higher grade. You need engineering <laughs> degree. Yeah. No, no, no. Because you would get everything from the ground, right? So, the farmers yeah. would have to come and show up and all the stalls and everything would be, like, mint. It's like those bougie farmers markets we have in South Africa. So farmers markets yeah. in South Africa are like quite bougie. It's where they'll charge you like four times worth the price just because you're at the farmers market. It's artisanal. Like someone, it's artisanal. I mean, Everything I mean, is artisanal. I put this sandwich together with my own two hands. Therefore, it adds value. Enjoy. That will cost you twenty five. Equivalent to twenty five dollars. Like people just overcharge stuff or something. Yeah. It's. It's true. Yeah, Dreza agrees. Most farmers markets would just be markets. So what would be like the bougie market in D&D? Would it be like Something clothing? Be held in court. Ooh, oh, like yeah. a royal market. Yeah. Yeah, like a like a fancy fet or something that's held by the the court or something. I feel mm. would be fancy. But they had something like a mall in D&D. Well, I suppose they have I like think of like a market a town. Like a mall, isn't it? Because you get your little like potion shop right and yeah. your armorers and your whatever but like do you have like and you get like merchant districts like do you have like a mall the merchant areas would be like the closer you get to a mall from my understanding wow. anyway in like a classical fantasy D world i suppose the closest to a mall would be someone like a merchant who specializes in multiple things so like probably oh. an armorer who has like First floor of my shop is armor. Second floor is weapons. Third floor <laughs> is healing potions. I suppose that would be Morley. Not just your, you know, boutique store dealing in only the finest. I like the idea. It goes towards the whole like clothing thing, like a tailor, like a very tailored yeah. type of thing. Like, you know, this is not, not, not any chainmail. This is the one true chainmail that came from the waters oh, of the mermaids past. Oh, or yeah, mithril, everything made of mithril, yeah. Dreza watched a YouTube video recently and someone was interviewing their boomer parent who lived before mass urbanization in China. And so there was no market to speak of. There was a section of streets and the farmers would show up between certain hours with whatever they had. Oh, so there was like open between so 10 cool. and 12. And as yeah, things okay. became more urbanized, you had actual market buildings to keep it all together. And eventually your modern supermarket type stuff you have today. See, this is That's actually cool. leads us to a GM tip that I think we can spend the rest of, you know, now chatting about. And I've never tried this before, but Nelly, I think it's such a genius thing is like taking your characters into modern day life and thinking like, how would that work? Has given you an idea for some law of something to investigate. Like now I, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I should make a supermarket for you guys. And now I'm like, I can just watch that YouTube video and that's what makes law rich is when you look at the side things, right? And I find that's always a, a really great GM tip from me is not to 
just spend time on the main story arc or what's important, but also to have those moments where you do have a fun encounter in a supermarket. That's not a filler episode, but it is something to enrich the world outside of the road you're driving on. It's almost like when you go on a road trip, you stop at the garage and you buy the snacks. This is stopping at the garage and seeing the world outside of the quest you're on. And looking at cows. That's the best part of a road trip. Cows! But you just remind me, there's this one place I went to um, travel road tripping in South Africa. It was like the Midlands area in KwaZulu Natal. And there's this one cafe restaurant place where the bathrooms are all like, they're all facing one direction. So it's not like you, you anyone's peeking into you, but it's all facing into like open fields. But in the open fields are these massive, massive bulls and very like, you think traditional guni type of cows, you know. You're sitting there, just mind your own business, try to have a good, you know, number one, maybe number two. And then the cow will come right to you and come and say, hey. Because <laughs> they have all the, these water, all their feeding, like the water troughs, yeah, the water yeah. troughs are like right by the building, but where the bathrooms are. So they have an incentive to come and drink and have a, a sip. And then they'll look at you like, hey, hey, and then they'll be sipping. And I don't know if there's food there as well. Oh, wow. I just know they, they they come to have a drink and it's in the shade for them, so they have a good time. Yeah. That I don't sounds even know like a weird tourist to... experience. Like. It's very yeah. touristy, but like it's one of those places where you know you travel and someone says like, "Go to the bathroom," and you're like, "Oh, I'm good. I, I'm I'm sexual. Like, no, dude, go to the bathroom. It's an experience." I gotta be honest, but like I think I'm quite a city person. Like I love animals, but. I don't want a cow to be like <laughs> smelling me or like a cow. It's all, it's all closed. Like there's windows and. Oh, like, okay. I like, like. I was picturing it was like this open stall, and I was like, and then the cow's just like, sup. You don't see the sun much, and I'm like, you don't know my life, cow. Why is the cow judging you, Carla? Because cows, cows are judgy, guys. If you ever look in the eyes of a cow, you know that cow is judging. That cow's big, soft baby eyes. Like, isn't that? But it's that judgment of the soul. It's like, is this really what you want to do with your life? I agree with Carla because Wednesday, I once had a moment. I was visiting family in the middle of nowhere um, in like a very rural area. And at some point, I don't know, I had to go from one small holding, one building to another building or something. I was told to go fetch water for some granny. I I can't remember. But as I go out, it's the middle of the night. It's like big open skies because no pollution because very rural. And then like beautiful full moon. There's like nothing but blue moonlight and then I'm walking and then this cow I see this cow and this cow sees me and this cow is like masticating like chewing but like this this deep intent in its eyes and it looked like at night because you know you can't really see the full eyes so you can see like it's like almost fully black and like I just I got this really eerie feeling this cat this cow was ready to take me down and I here I am like some oh like I think I must like been 12 or 14 and I'm like shaking because this cow's looking mean i'm looking at this cow holding a bucket thinking oh my gosh it's gonna end me and then i think someone called me over and i was like yes i'll come i like someone must witness this and i ran i just yeah that was the one time i must have been super scared for my life because of a cow it was chewing with menace and the eyes are full of intentions deep deep intentions that translates directly. I mean, in the game, I just said to you, there is a goose in the distance and then everyone freaks out. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, this goose wasn't like, going to be a thing, no, but, but it will now. But these in real life, they it's, are shit scary, man. It's just the fact that they have teeth under their beak. Like, guys, there shouldn't be teeth under the, the yeah. beak. 
are not. They are not cute. They don't even make a cute sound. Like nothing oh, about geese are like geese are not cute. Nearly this judgment for you. Swans okay. though, guys. But isn't no, a swan a jacked up goose? No, like a private isn't. school goose. But they're evil too. They can be evil. There was a serial killer and they named him Hannibal because he was out there. All he did was go around, like, he didn't kill for, like, because it was a territory thing. He went out just intentionally killing every other swan because he could. He eventually got caught. I, th- I know that was like a conservancy. I think it was somewhere in the UK. So, you know, Wednesday, you should watch out. I'm yeah, gonna... watch out for those swans. The queen owns all the swans, I think. Draza was mentioning they can picture these medieval characters coming to a supermarket and they'd be like, Wow, their family must be so large and wealthy. They have yes. everything. You remind me of this, this old, old, old Tumblr post I saw where someone said, like, imagine if your ancestors saw you now and they're like, oh, yes, you, my, young, my, my child, you have flourished. Look at you. And, like, say, for example, I'm just, like, in my, in my home eating, like, popcorn or whatever, eating, eating something, snacking, watching TV, and they'll be like, oh, wow, our descendants have flourished. Look at her. She has her own bed chambers that are so large. And, you know, she's flourished and she's got meals at the ready and she doesn't even have to go hunting for it like that sort of thing like yeah it's truly amazing how far you've gone meanwhile you're like oh i suck in my life <laughs> meanwhile someone back 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 beyond will think like wow you've done very well for yourself i think it's sometimes we forget to take it into context because we're always looking at other people's character sheets and thinking like oh mine's cuck <laughs> maybe that could be a cool adventure is this a cool adventure guys or is this a lame adventure is you play D&D characters, right? So you're playing the D&D characters from medieval times. But you are ghosts in the future. You each have a like an ans- a descendant that you have to guide as the ghost. Yes. And then something's going to happen. Interesting or lame? I, I like where you're starting from. I, I think the whole thing is like, one, can my descendant see me as the ghost? Can I communicate with my descendant? And also, I can foresee myself being very judgy of my descendants. Like, if I think of a character and be like, yes, and back in my day, we, we had to go actually, you know, work for our meals. And look at you, you just go into your, 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 your winter box to go get a meal. How nice for you. I wonder, though, if because maybe having them play in, like, normal day would be fun for a little bit, but I don't think it would be, like, continuously fun. I wonder if it's the apocalypse has happened and now they have to survive. And that's why you came back as an ancestor because you're used to surviving without a fridge or a car or whatever. And yeah, your descendants like, I don't know what to do. I have never had to fend for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah some, something heavy, like something, some key yeah. pivotal event happens. And I feel like that would also happen in the ancestor game is like, you'd be like, okay, make sure you make friends with this new party you're seeing because you don't know if they've got food to trade with you. And then one of the other ancestors is like, didn't you burn down that village we went to? And they're like, yes! you don't know my life. Then they don't need to know the context. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the internet all of a sudden just died. It's because you spoke about the queen and oh, her, yeah, her, her serial killer swan. No, but I have to tell you about the swan. I'm sorry if you guys have moved on. <laughs> Driving through Cumbria and I'm pretty sure that I saw the ugly duckling, like, for reals. There are all these ducks in Lake Cumbria. Like, you stop at this little breakfast place. It's called Granny Dalkins, and you, like, chill there. And there are all these ducks there, but, like, loads of ducks. And one swan chilling amongst all these ducks. It looked like a juvenile swan. 
so weird. I was just like, where are the other swans? Look at these only one. He seemed so like unconcerned that he was with all these ducks and the ducks didn't seem to mind him. Hmm. I was just thinking maybe he was raised as a duck. I'm getting like a sad backstory, like, oh, maybe his family was wiped out and now that the ducks took oh. him under their wing, literally, and now he's been raised as one of no, them. No, he's a duck. I'm getting Highlander vibes, like, there can only oh, be wow. one swan. He's the only one there because wow. he's taking out everyone else. <laughs> yeah. No, but then why and it is in Scotland, okay guys. It's Highlander swan. Because he doesn't have to murder ducks. He only has to murder swans. You only have to okay, murder other Highlanders. Princes of the universe, I get it. Yeah. Get yeah. It. And they feel safer universe. to be with okay, him cool. than to be against him. So they would rather yeah. keep him close than like risk him being out there yeah. in the world, okay. potentially in the camp for them yeah. in the okay. middle of the night. I you have see- a more like a less malevolent <laughs> vision of this. Oh, I was oh. just thinking, oh, those girl ducks must be like, wow, he's so hot. <laughs> Check out that slender neck. <laughs> He's not like the other ducks. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> He's so different. And then like, you know, in like beach movies and in rom-coms, there's always that moment where it's like hair flick <laughs> and slow motion. And then it's just this long neck turning like ee, with music, like <laughs> swelling. And they're just like, ah, cutest quacker in the, in the place. It's not swans who, no, it's flamingos who are actually white, but it's what they eat that stains them. What they eat that stains them, all that iodine. See, it's because you started with the serial killer, because now I'm just like, it's what they eat. What else would make you look pink? It's blood. They eat blood. (laughs) Murderous flamingos. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't. I can't. It's because with their long neck, oh, that would be such a creepy movie. Their long legs, so, they can like stabby stabby with their le- long legs too. And they could also yeah. like, like you know, almost like vines in anime and stuff. They could like look around corners with their heads and just be like, "I'm gonna kill you," but my body's in the background, like, <laughs> like. But my body's here. Just a voice in the head. <laughs> yeah. And also because their beak also curves. It's like they can curve around. Yeah. Guys, they can curve around corners. They like. Twice. They can curve twice. They've got oh, all the curviness of a snake and all the creepiness of a beak with of a teeth. bird. Yeah, birds yeah. are creepy, man. And it's that eye. Can, can you just imagine? Like, oh, I can imagine a, like a, a horror movie now of you running away in the house, and then there's just that silence, and you're standing in the dark, and there's heavy breathing, and then you just see the eye, but the eye is on the side, and it's like that side eye. Oh my gosh! How did the flamingo get into my house? Where am I living? <laughs> Where it's always a in a cabin or? in the woods. You're always in a cabin in the woods. And that is my dream. I, I do want to live in a cabin in the woods it, one day. I don't think flamingos are, that's their natural environment. Yeah, I'm thinking the like woods. In the woods. No, you, like, they're like marshland animals, yeah. aren't they? Like you can have a swampy cabin. Water <laughs> a swampy cabin? Cabin in the swamp. I Am I Shrek? When I go shopping for my cabin in the woods, I'll be like, are there any flamingos about? <laughs> I need to be wary. You want a cabin in the woods that feels like it's in the woods, but it's near the city for like safety from serial killer animals. Yeah, like so, so you don't have to pull out to the dead collar to, to help you if something happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom was complaining, saying like, oh, but then no one will hear you scream. I'm like, that's kind of the point. I want to be so isolated that no one can hear anything. Yeah, super hermit vibes. Yeah, like deep, deep, deep hermit vibes. Yeah, that was my mom's first thing. But no one will hear you scream. I'm like, this is why I'm your child. (laughs) Everything about that freaks me out. And I think that's also actually why I made that one character. So I uh, playing in Rise of the Rune Lords, which you can check 
out every Sunday. I think they're on break for the next two weeks. My character is a necromancer, but they're only a necromancer because they were a farmer. So everyone actually in their land are necromancers because you live on farms on like the super outskirts. So to get help is difficult. So you raise your health. Help protect me from the monsters because it was also a land that had the most food and things. I think that's why I made that character because I'm like, imagine living all alone and there's no one to... Like, guys, when I go on road trips and I always see, like, in South Africa, we have quite a lot of it. There's vast expanses of nothing and then one house. I'm like, how do you live? Like, isn't it in creepy? It's quiet. It's so nice. <laughs> My first bar, I was like, oh, yes, I love this. It's so quiet. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like, but where are the shops? Like, what do you do if you need to go to the Woolies? Like, the Woolies? <laughs> You go there once a month to stock up, and that's it. <laughs> but that's when it's a real shopping episode. When it's like, yeah. I'm going to buy everything that I ever need. And not need, because can you imagine being, like, I, I get snacky, guys. I get super snacky. And then, like, if I get snacky in the middle of the night, I, I can just quickly go somewhere and just snack. But if I'm snacking yeah. in the middle of nowhere, I'm going to have to make my own stuff or just not snack, which is not, not an option. These are the, the life choices that you'd have to make. Yeah. Flamingos and no snacks or people and snacks. I'm I'm like people and snacks. Cabin in the woods still sound it's still calling my name. I still want it. No, I'd be like one of those people who's like, it's quiet. Too quiet. <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to sleep because then you can hear everything and you're like, what was that? And they're like, no, it's just the house moving. I'm like, why is the house moving? It's just the house settling. Why is the house settling? What is the da- The house is a mimic. They like, also need to go to sleep at night. They need to yeah. settle in. Jeez, yeah. Collar, you're so selfish. Yeah, houses, they must remain awake and frozen when I'm in them. <laughs> I refuse for you to do anything while I'm here in my presence. Thank you. This is not happening. All right, guys, I think it's been a fun and interesting and wondrous chat. Wondrous in, <laughs> in its wondering, I guess. Although I'm sure there is uh, was some wonder uh, in that they were, chat was wondering, wow, you guys are weird. Like, <laughs> weird. But I think what's cool is it's having these chats and letting just letting it go wherever. And then you can pull things from this. Because I'm like, we should have a murderous, like, run a horror RPG where a flamingo is, is chasing to kill you. But you don't know it's a flamingo. That's one of my best times I've had role-playing is playing in a setting called Numenera where they see technology as magic so it's like 500 years after the fall of like society as it is now and then my GM was explaining to me a train station but obviously they can't say like oh it's a train so they're like you see two rails of iron and you're like what is this and it feels so like wondrous because it's so strange and I feel like a flamingo horror like just be like you see a pink vine creep around the side and you're like what is that what is that? It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I don't, know what, so- I don't know what sounds with flamingos make. What sounds do uh, flamingos make? Know. I'm going to Google. I'm going to literally Google I don't know. When that. you said that, I was just thinking of that, like, do 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 from Austin Powers. It's like a groovy, groovy sound. I feel like it does fit because usually people who use flamingo like decor, it is like a 60s vibe that thing where like the scary music is 
It can be creepy. Yeah, I can work. <laughs> juxtaposition can be super creepy. Thank you, CEO Berlitz. They they agree. Wondrous and wonderful. So appreciate it. Oh, Blinkcraft did just subscribe for 19 months. So before we say our goodbyes, let us do our thank you subscription dance. Thank you for subscribing again. Thank you for subscribing again. 19. With that, I want to say a huge thank you to Chad for being here. Thank you to Donovan and Playcrafter for resubscribing. It was wonderful uh, having you here. And I know we had a fun and strange chat, but hopefully next time you see us, we will be able to jump back into the action. But if you enjoy these, let us know and we'll rock them in between, um, in between some sessions. As always, a huge thank you to my players who are amazing. And if you're not here being awesome, where else are you being awesome? And they can follow you. So you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, I am Miss Mvubu, so that's M-I-S-S-M-V-U-B-U. I am finally posting again, so I'm very proud of myself. And I recently posted a picture of myself and my new love interest, so that'll be fun. Yeah, very cute. Actually, not even cute, hot, like super hot, like yeah. crazy hot. That is amazing. <laughs> FYI chat, if you want to see what I'm into, there's a picture on Instagram. <laughs> it's PG, I promise. And you can find me on Instagram as well at Wednesday underscore Lafay. In the next few days, I'm going to upload all the pictures I took at the beach. I was at the beach in Edinburgh. Filler episode, beach pictures. Beach episode. Yeah, yes. beach episode, dum 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 at the beach. Yeah, I did put it in my stories. Um, Nelly, I also will totally touch castles for you. Thank you. Just, what, just yeah. like touch them and caress them and tell them to say hi. Yeah. yeah. Remember, if you want to see Nelly's love interest and Wednesday touching buildings, prime content, guys. Prime content. You can find me on all the Dum Dum Die socials. I do also have an Instagram, which I'm not the greatest at posting, but I'm trying to come back. It's called Mimi Lemiao. L-E-M-E-O. W. And you can see a TikTok that I'm going to share of uh, basically I found the perfect sound because I got vaccinated this week and it's like this girl is on Pfizer. And I'm oh, like, yes. Yes. So, so um, you're going to expect that coming to an Instagram near you. With that, a huge thank you to everyone for being here. Remember, if you did enjoy this, please share it with your friends, foes, families and familiars and rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps and also your not so favorite. Just do it everywhere because it helps. And you can catch this us every second Sunday on Twitch and you can check out our podcast. We hope you stay safe and well and have a most amazing week filled with adventure.